first of all, today there will be no derailment. You hear me? Let's okay. let's agree to that. Copy that. No derailment. I'm sorry. If we're gonna, if you're gonna, if we're gonna talk together, it's a, it's a merger of two lanes. It's not a it's not a pile up. We don't have any pile. No, we're on the 405. It's a mess. We're trying to get home. I just want to get home. That's all I want to get home. I want to take a nap. We're gonna watch Netflix. Okay, I will not. I won't you just you. did it. You just did it. It's impossible. It's in your nature to derail. I was gonna see. This is the thing. I'm 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 starting to get into my thing. I'm moving. I'm ramping up into a into a little bit, and then you just like interject. It's crazy. Can I speak? <laughs> That's that was kind of inappropriate. That yeah, I paused and then. Okay, so you want me to wait a beat? No, <laughs> I want you most. I want you mostly to think more about what you're gonna say as opposed to just saying things. Okay. And if you think it's going to disrupt what I'm saying, think about it because because also like I only have so much. I have a finite amount of energy in the day, uh-huh. and I have to really get like get myself going. And I start talking. I gotta talk sometimes for ninety minutes at a chunk, and it's tough. It's a lot of work. I know it's not hard work. I'm not. You know, I'm not fucking. I'm not. I'm not plumbing or I'm not I'm not roofing. I know those are actual jobs. I know this is not a real job. I know it's a hobby, but I will say that it's hard to get started sometimes. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So I think that sometimes it might be I think that sometimes we get caught up and we get lost in just kind of like you know, the day-to-day cogs and gears of our lives. And we just kind of are doing things by rote, right? You're not thinking clearly all the time, right? I try to be as crystal and as laser focused as possible. Now, it takes a lot of work for me to get there. There's a whole, there's a whole situation I got to put together. There's, there's a, there's a water, a lot of water goes into my body, a lot of exercise, saunas, ice baths, psychotherapy, 12-step groups, um, whole bunch of other things I don't want to talk about. Uh, green, green foods, salads, clean meat, and then coffee. And sometimes the coffee is a bit too much. And sometimes I'm looking for something to help smooth all that shit out. You know what I'm saying? It's a little something to maybe take the edge off, accelerate, right? And, you know, I'm just, this, I don't need this. See this right here? This is this is some bullshit copy. We're not going to read this. I don't even know what this, I don't even know why this is in my hand because you handed me something. You wanted me to do an ad read. I'm not doing an ad read. We're, see, this is look at this. Metaphorically, we're chucking that. Right? Sorry, I didn't mean to hit you in the head. <laughs> so, anyways, listen. What I'm getting to is 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 a supplement called Magic Mind. Okay, it's a little it's a little it's a little bottle full of green juice. And well, actually, I don't know what's in it, but I know that everything in it is natural. And, you know, everything has a fucking like there's a goddamn there's some sort of tax on like someone told me the other day that if your coffee beans aren't organic, you're you're committing the worst crime against your body ever. And I'm like, when does it end? When do I just get to stop worrying about everything? Because now they're saying, well, think about it. The pesticides are in the coffee beans. You're pressurizing the coffee beans with heat and amplifying the pesticides. So every time you drink coffee, you're just drinking straight up deep. You're drinking straight up chemical. You're just drinking a hot cup of fucking a hot cup of uh, of uh, toxic waste, unless it's organic. So I digress. More more organic, less chemical, less ingredients, more green, and that's where Magic Mind comes in. Jason, I see you. You come in. You're drinking a Baja Blast. I see you drinking a coffee on the side of the Baja Blast. You're jacked up. You're ramped up. You're interjecting. You're jumping inside my my conversations. You don't know whether if you're coming or going. And I don't know if I'm coming or going if you stop me from coming. You know what I'm saying? Pause. I'll let you know this. Magic Mind is where we really get it all together. Little green capsule. Little little green 
uh, a little green, what the fuck is it? A little green can, canister? What is it? A little shot. It's a little shot. It's a little shot. A little green shot. Twist the cap off. Knock it back. I just get flooded with just a sense of like calm. It might be placebo. I don't know. But I feel a little sharper. And I feel like not only did I have my coffee, because I'm still having my coffee. I still I got a little magic mind on top of it to just take the edge off. You know what I'm saying? Is that making sense? I think sense. you would benefit. You're you're in here. You're a prolific artist. You're doing all these things. I mean, you I don't even want to talk. This guy, this guy's brain is is he's multi, he's got multi-chambers firing at the same time, which I can respect and, and understand and admire because I function in a similar way, you know. We're 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 spinning tops, we're playing the flute and the drums, and also programming beats all at the same time. You know what I mean? And booking the show. And what? And booking the show. And booking the and he's he's doing all of that, and he's also curating the show. So he's like he's painting the plane, he's flying the plane, and he's fixing the plane, and he's mapping out where the plane is going all at the same time. Now I don't know. This is a man that could probably benefit from Magic Mind. But what do I know? I'm just a simple. I need some magic mind. A simple, um, multifaceted weirdo from from the west side of LA, who just has made uh, something out of nothing. You know, just took took a couple dollars in a dream and built uh, a pyramid of of success and artistic uh, nuance, creativity, finance, and spirituality. Ozzy Waters. We're at the T. How do I do? I? Tlaloc. Tlaloc. Everyone always pronounces it wrong. Tlaloc. Say it again. Tlaloc. Tlaloc. I've heard it in every single way possible. Tlaloc. 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 Tlalocos. Whatever. Tlalocos is kind of sick. Yeah. Tlalocos is the best one. I like that. So we're here at Tlaloc. Yeah, you got it. Studios. Tlaloc. Tlaloc. Just the god of rain at the Essex. That's all. Just the god of rain. God of rain. Yeah. Just the god of rain. Um, and this is his home and this is his studio. I mean, it's, it's a gigantic, it's a gigantic space and a hangar and it's divided. I've been here many times at this point. And the first uh, time you were here, you did a podcast with somebody else. I right? did a podcast. Yeah. We did a podcast in one of those rooms and yeah. I was tripping the fuck out. Cause I'm yeah, like, I remember that day. Yeah. We had right? this whole I, show. I remember that too. I was like, I was, tr- yeah, I was, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's like, it's like just discovering, you know, that's, that's LA for you. There's so many things that we, people don't know about because we're so spread out and we're so clicky and we're so separated. And there's, this is one of those things where like, once I came in here, I was like, holy shit, there is a motherfucking wealth of talent in here of young artists and painters. That's right. And I, and when I saw all these people, I was like, this is crazy because in another place, uh, and coming from different socioeconomic anthropological backgrounds, these people would be entirely different stratosphere. And talent is talent, and you can't deny talent. It's in here, and there's a lot of it. So yeah, we is, have 15 different artists working out of here. 15 different artists. It's yeah. subdivided into uh, into these different rooms. I mean, you can you know when you get a chance, Jason, you can pan up and show the ceiling. It looks like an airplane hangar. Um, and then what, how, what is the story like? How did you get this space? Yeah, so the story is kind of long, lengthy for sure, and it has to do with gentrification and kind of bringing back the land back, like literally, you know. So this belonged to, before it became Tlaloc, it used to be called Dalton Warehouse, and mm-hmm. this belonged to just white people, you know? mm-hmm. and they were mm-hmm. my friends, you know, nothing against the white people. Mm-hmm. But they are in a neighborhood that's primarily Mexicanos and black, you know? Like yeah. If you know this area in South Central, it's kind of deep in the cut, you know? Yeah. Like, you look around, you look at the gang graffiti, you look at 
the mom and pop stores you're like oh, okay this is this yeah. is the center of yeah. it, you know we're in south central yeah. yeah we're in fucking south central for yeah. sure and it's not a safe place either you know yeah you go around you're like oh shit i'm in a bad neighborhood yeah. like this is not active cool. yeah you can't walk around like yeah that, you know? no, no no you're you're not hanging out this is not where you want to have no, no i mean when you have shows here but they respect it so the community respects it and like the neighborhood gang which is uh the ghetto boys that run shout out to ghetto boys hey shout out to ghetto boys shout out to ghetto sure. boys sick also <laughs> no, for real shout out to ghetto boys there's listen a- as a as a i love then like because some of these gangs have been around since the 70s i don't know about ghetto boys they've probably some, been around for sure like there's a there's a gang called the they're called the magicians or the magicians something the magicians that's a good name yeah the magicians crew or something like some of these old school names um i love them because ghetto boys is probably 90s i would guess because I, I'm guessing because maybe like late '80s, late '80s, yeah, '90s. Yeah. Ghetto Boys also like one it. of my favorite uh, seminal rap groups from the South. I don't know if you you guys fuck with the Ghetto Boys, but sick. They're good. Oh my god, they have. You know, you know, how you get like an album that just gets seared into your like neurons at a certain certain age. Like sure. they, they have an album, "We Can't Be Stopped," which is like a fucking classic. There's a song in there called "City Under Siege," which it's one of these songs. Says, I've been playing this song for. Uh, I don't know, 30 something years. And I, I still, every time I hear it, I'm like fully, tr- like, Gets you I'm back in it. Yeah. Pumped up. Gets me back. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm locked I in. I know the songs for sure. You know how that goes. Yeah. yeah. It, it never gets old. It's crazy. Cause it's like, it got seared into my brain. But anyways, I'm getting distracted. Well, I'm the, I'm the kind of guy who like listens to one song for an entire year. You know? Yeah. 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 I'll just play one song literally over and over yeah, and over same. again. And people are like, what the fuck, how the fuck do you do that? I was like, yeah, I, I do that too. It's crazy. It must be like a genius thing. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, it's it's not. It, yeah, let's skip the neurodivergency or the autism and just straight to genius. It's yeah, genius exactly, mode. You, exactly, if you listen, exactly. if you play one song for a year straight every fucking day, you're a fucking genius, right? For real. Gotta be. Gotta for be. Real. Gotta be. The gotta be. That I know that do that are pretty smart for sure. You gotta be a genius yeah. marker. Yeah. Um. So well, yeah. Shout out Ghetto Boys. Yeah, shout out Ghetto Boys. They, so when you have the show, they're all they're not tripping. They're not, not, not like, tripping. We got a couple of people who. Are, are affiliated with ghetto boys who come here and yeah. like you know chill out yeah and so yeah the neighborhood loves it the neighborhood yeah. loves the this spot yeah because we also give a lot of the like the liquor stores a lot of business you know oh yeah and like the corner store like yeah they love us because we oh, go yeah. there every day yeah and when we throw these things like they're like oh shit yeah it goes off us. yeah it goes off yeah it goes really off we, we get thousands of people come in here you yeah know? i mean that's the thing it's, it's like crazy they could be like they could look at it and be like, well, this is a good time to pick everyone off coming out of the show. Or they could look at it and be like, why don't we let them live and they'll keep coming and they're going to bring more shit to the neighborhood that yeah. probably needs certain and stuff. And some, some of the people like the ghetto boys come and like bring me stuff. They'll be like, hey, you like this? Like, yeah. you want to buy this off me? Like, hey, they'll knock on the door. Hey, I found this. Like, you're going you're gonna to love this. Yeah. And I, I found a lot of my objects like that, like my uh, awning. I found like that. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of different objects, they come and sell me for super cheap too. So they respect the spot, you know. That's sick. And so I love that. It's it's important to be integrated into the neighborhood. And it's like a community based thing, you know. It's not yeah. like we're making hundreds of millions of dollars over yeah. here. And on top of it, like I'm from South Central. Like right. I was born and raised. I mean, I was born in Compton, raised in South Central. Right. And so it just feels like it's home, you know. And the majority of the artists who work out of here are from the area, you know, not from Wisconsin or. But that's what I was gonna say. Is that the other part of that is that the art is endemic of this place if like the, the ghetto boys can come in here and under like that's what's cool about this art oh yeah they'll come in and be like oh shit it's fucking they understand, Goku right yeah, there. yeah this is this you got your spot on it that's what i'm saying that's that's something to be said like ghetto boys come in and look at that and understand it completely 
and they're gonna have a, it's a different context for them because there's no irony they're like oh yeah this fucking that's black mickey mouse you know what i mean like that's fucking goku like you know that's <laughs> that's, black mickey mouse. that's that's hood that's hood bugs bunny like i've been Dude, seeing that, that fool forever that's the fucking homie the crisscross yeah. bugs bunny taz collab like let's go yeah. the backwards man <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing. Where, like people come in, like they, it just brings them back to them, the, the, those moments, you yeah, know, in their past. And yeah, I feel like that's one thing that I get a kick off too is like reliving these moments in my life where I was like, well, I really enjoyed that moment. I'm gonna relive it, repaint yeah. it, and it's important for me to repaint them in a very specific way. You know, it's it's not just perfect. You know, it's, yeah, it's a certain kind of finesse that you gotta get going with them well it has that it's the, it's basically what you're gonna see growing up on the outside of like a, a mom and pop party supply store or whatever mm-hmm. right or just like the, the homemade wooden sign yeah you know sure. or like the birthday party shit right and that's the that's you know that's the homemade stuff and a lot of the imagery is taken directly from those mom and pop stores like, yeah like the party supply like you mentioned it's up there like that's a party supply half of the number of a party supply yep you know yep and you know it's primarily like really strong here in south central for some reason like they love painting mickey mouse in the storefront yeah you can't explain it you know it's yeah just like just they just love it so much yeah and, and that's yeah. And, I, and i think that's i think it's like it's interesting like if you're if your art is can can be understood locally and also also you can take it to deitch and then those those patrons can come in and get it too they're getting a different they probably are getting it in a different way they're looking at it as just the context of the art and like mm-hmm. they probably don't even understand the direct reference but they know it's from somewhere mm-hmm. they know there's something happening here mm-hmm. and they know it's from you know so you grew up you grew up uh you grew up in south central born in compton grew up in south central yeah um like what okay as a kid you obviously i'm guessing we're drawing right oh, yeah there's no right yeah and like i'm like going back to my roots a lot with this stuff too it's kind of like, like the first things that i learned how to draw as a young kid was Goku, yep. you know, and I'm just going back to it. Like, why can't I paint this 12 feet by eight feet painting of Goku? Yeah. Like, yeah, of course you can. Yeah. You know, they look at this and it's like, oh, this is not whatever fine art. We're like, of course it's fine art. Like, this is art history. Right. You know, it goes in our roots and like it goes so much with what I stand for and what I, you know, grew up in. And so I just kind of get a kick out of painting, repainting these things. You know, it's just so fun looking at these things. I, I'll paint this and I like, go back and I'm like, I just started laughing to myself, you know, it's like, this is so, so funny. Well, it's surreal that like you're like that, that you're first of all, the shout out to Goku's traps because they're out of control. It's the, the, the neck and muscles right there over all, the neck muscles are going up to his ears. He's out of control in general. He's brolic. He's just all around. He's just all around control. No, I think it's sick that you can. He's he's such an inspirational figure, just not to like people in the hood or anything like, but worldwide, you know, like you go to Mexico city, like, People die for this guy, you know? Right, yeah. They love this dude. Right. And I've gone in, like, saved. My ass has been saved because of this guy. I almost got arrested in Mexico City, and I didn't get arrested because I bought a Goku doll, and the cop who searched my bag was obsessed with Goku. No fucking way. And I swear to God. There's no... <laughs> I swear to God. I got caught for some shit. I, I was already getting searched. I was already handcuffed. They looked in my bag. There was a Goku doll in there, and he's like, no fucking way. He shows me his screen saver and it's a screensaver of goku uh, and i'm like and he's like we start chopping it up what's your favorite episode oh i love this and he let me go because that's crazy because i we share the same obsession with goku Damn, goku had your back that he day. sure does that's sick he sure does i mean i love that you're painting you know i was talking to you earlier about 
your work. And when I was introduced to your work, it was more in the style of like this thing on the table right here. Yeah, right? like more pattern based. Pattern based. Kind of. Even, but some of the work, like, even though it's still pattern based, I, um, like, I still, like, managed to sneak in, like, a little bit of pop culture into, like, if, like, if you look at this image here, sure, you see this, uh, in, this pattern that I made, but in the background is the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, you shit. You can't see it, but it's there. Oh, yeah. I see bits. Of, I see, like, eyes and. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I still kind of managed to kind of morph these two things that I kind of were really inspired by and kind of found a way where I could interconnect them, like find similarities in the line making and the mark making between cartoon imagery and pre-Columbian manuscripts and kind of finding the same movements and lines between them, you know? Yeah. It's like basically the same thing. Like those manuscripts, they were like cartoons in a way. They were like the original comic books, if you will. Right. You know? And it's just totally different now but finding those connections between those things i find kind of like really fun obviously like the colors and the pop and things like that it's interesting to think it. sorry to cut you off it, no, no. it's interesting to think that the era that this is from was probably you know like this this art is probably a reaction to something i mean it has to be a reaction our all art has to be a reaction to something environmental right you're not in a vacuum and your art now with the cartoon like the remaking of the cartoons which is like a copy of a copy of a copy but that's what you grew up seeing that was your texture like you didn't grow up in the jungle exactly. with, with organic forms and fucking i didn't but my dad was always really um like taught me my heritage and my roots and mm -hmm. he always had posters and artifacts and things that he would buy mm. and like have them in in a vitrine in the house and be yeah. like yo this is very special this oh, is sick. part of you so i always knew that oh, my cool. my indigenous heritage you know and like you know growing up in the mirror and like you see yourself and like other people you know there's mexicanos but there's a lot of mexicanos who are like white passing mm -hmm. and in my neighborhood there was a lot of white passing mexicanos mm -hmm. and i was like the only one within my friends that looked actually looked indigenous right and like my nickname in high school was indio right you know because i was like the only one that looked indigenous you right know? right and it's like i don't know it's and you were taught I, to embrace it yeah i was always taught to embrace it right. by my dad and my dad's very indigenous looking but my mother is not indigenous looking my mother's mm. pale skinned you know mm -hmm french right part french or yeah whatever yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah so definitely was part of it grew up with it so it always kind of stuck to me it's crazy it's, it's it's so interesting how i mean it's not it's, this is not a newsflash but like your childhood and your environment and everything around you influences you so much like every little thing that you see and do and everything your parents do it's like they're just, you know, because you're 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 a fishbowl, and they're just filling it up with stuff. For sure. And they and your dad giving you these like, you know, giving you these jewels and being like, yo, this is your heritage here. Respect this. Boom, boom. It's just seeped into your whole being, and then it comes out in your artwork if you're a creative person. For sure. You know, or or in who you are. Hundred percent. Right? And that, that's it's it's interesting because I you know we don't. It's it's I I mean I think about it all the time and trying to figure out like what what makes what makes me tick and what why do i do this why do i do that but like i don't know it's it's just an interesting thing because like you can i don't know if you if you spent the time with your kid you could really create i mean people do tiger woods dad did it right he made him into a, a perfect golfer you know? somebody asked me the other day it was like if, if you have kids do you want them to be artists i'm like 
fuck no. <laughs> like, yeah. fuck no. Yeah. Like, my brother's a, like, math whiz, like, super genius guy. And, yeah. Like, doesn't have to struggle like I do. Yeah, know? same. My brother's a scientist. <laughs> yeah, my brother's yeah. like, he just works, you yeah. know? My brother's like, he's got tenure. He's just like doing experiments. Like that's, you know, I'm like, that's his whole yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like, there's no ups and downs. It's like, he's just going like this. Yeah, yeah he no, makes so much money. He just chills, yeah. hangs yeah. out, like yeah. buys cool stuff. And yeah. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck, I fucking not have to work 24 seven, you know, all the time. Well, being an artist is yeah. terrifying. It, it fucking, really is. No, it, it is. fucking is. People don't get it, you know, what do you have to do? What yeah. it takes to actually, you know, the hours. Well, also, it's I mean, like there's. Also, no, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. Like, I well, you don't have a choice. I love this shit. You, if you're, I, mean, I kind if, of do have a choice. I could just like go, but you, work at the Seven Eleven. You, you know? could, but you'd always be. If I think if you have this kind of output, there's nothing. Nothing will stop you from drawing or doing stuff. Oh fuck! No. Even if you worked in a fucking factory, you'd be yeah, like, using no, grease. Yeah, like, for sure. No, there's no way. You're right. You're right. You're right. Like no matter. Yeah. Like I. No matter what I've done my entire life, I've been drawing the whole time on everything around me all day like everything. i can't stop myself like tell I just, me about it you know yeah. what i mean and like even if i'm like on the computer and zoomed i'm just like blah, blah, blah. like it's just it, i don't know it's just uh it's no, just I part of you. it's in the nature of uh if if you're an artist you know it's just kind of you know but but being like i'm going all in on this is scary it's like being a musician for sure being an artist because there is no guarantee that anything's ever going to work out of course and you could you could grind for 10 years and nothing could happen really of consequence and i've seen that you know i see yeah. that with a lot of my friends who like work so much and like even even now like it's hard for people to sell paintings it's hard yeah. for people to maintain themselves yeah you know doing this stuff and it's why like latino parents don't support like, <laughs> yeah they're like fuck their that. kids yeah. you know because yeah. it's like dude like cool you're talented and all but like where's the money at? where's the work yeah yeah like yeah where's the hustle you're like yo this is and then you know they think they think artists are like you know they think you're sitting around smoking weed and like fucking around dabbling around with the. Brushes. i mean i mean a lot of artists do do that and That's get away true. with it you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the lucky few could do that but yeah, it's yeah. not it's not for everyone yeah and even when when i graduated i graduated from uc berkeley yeah from an art degree and yeah you know you're like why would you do that you yeah know? it's like you're at the best school why would you study art? But honestly, like it did so much for me. And like, I learned so much through the education and I know most artists don't like to pursue an education, but it's honestly really necessary. Like, tell me, tell of, me what you learned. This is, I was actually gonna ask you about that. Like what your pedigree basically, cause I, I can tell that you have like, there's a, there's a process and there's a structure to what you do. Like I can see it, and mm -hmm. also in all the different things that you're doing right now. And tell me, like, and I, is that something that you learned in school, or is it something that you learned on your own? I think it's both, both yeah. school and on my own. Yeah. So I grew up selling at a swap meet. Yeah. Um, from a very young age, like my parents were in that culture. They were completely involved in the swap meet culture. Yeah. We sold at three different swap meets all over um, the LA district. You yeah. know, on Alameda and all the way down San Pedro, like just everywhere. Yeah. And I feel, and I, I've been working since I was literally five years old. You know? And you're, and they're like, yo, you're up at like six. You got to pack the truck. I'm up at, I'm up at four. You're at four. Yeah. Yeah. And like from Friday, Saturday and Sunday, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah. do that every single, since yeah. I was like, and then were you working the booth too? Not only was I working the booth, so I would, my, my parents would have me work for somebody else. Yeah. Work somebody else's booth. Yeah. So I'd be like, okay, you're done here. You helped <laughs> us do this. Now go work. So I've been selling, 
sunglasses since I was six years old, <laughs> all the way till I was like eighteen. Yep. And like the hustle mentality of just like waking up really early, dude, trying to sell something. Like yeah. I used to help my dad like fix things, like go garbage diving and finding stuff, refixing them, reselling them. So I've been, you know, the work ethic, objects. Yeah, the work ethic that yeah. most people don't have. Like, yeah, people are lazy, dude. Hell people yeah, are fucking lazy. Yes, yeah. and I hate it. Yes, I hate lazy people. people are, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So worse. People are lazy. I can't, yeah. People, people are, are lazy. Really lazy. People are lazy, and they also feel very. In, I mean, this is not not a new subject. People are very entitled these days, you know. And like, you'll get like I'll get I'll hire an intern, oh. and it's like day one they're like, yeah, I should you should, we should I should shoot something for you guys. I'm like, bro, do you know how like the guys in my office that the, the guys in my office that have like positions like Silky fucking Ricky like those dudes those guys are sick. They're, they're my my guys. They've been with me for shout fucking, out Ricky and Silky. Shout out Ricky and Silky. They shot. They've been there for. I mean Jesse. They've shout been there Jesse for too. eight years or so. And like there was a year where like they were walking my dog and getting me coffee and like picking shit up for free for a year, like because we didn't have any money to pay you. And now interns come in and they think it's all good. I was like, yo, don't let the fucking Nike commercial fool you. It's not like that. Like we're here to. Everyone in that company is grinding, and like they're hustling. And if I know you're hustling, I leave you alone. But when I see you, when I see you over there on Google on your laptop in the corner of the office, I'm I'm taking notes of you, and I know you're not working, and I know you're bullshitting. Yeah, people and don't know not, the meaning of work, man. No, they no. really don't. No, but, but but it's hard to find. But but work. Listen, if you're smart, here's my theory. Here's my here's my life's. This is my fucking thing. Life is you have to work in life. I do. I don't have a I don't have a fucking safety net. Right. I, got, no, I don't have no, the fuck no, no I, don't, safety net. I don't have a safety net. I don't have there is no fallback plan for me. I don't have a fucking estate I can go fuck off to or, or a place. And, you, you know, I don't have it. So that means that I'm going to have to work. And that's a huge chunk of your life is spent working. Right. You're talking a normal work week, five days a week. And that's a normal. We're not yeah. five day a week. Like we're not 40 hour work week, guys. It's way past that. So the thing is this. Find some shit you really like doing that feels really good because that's what the fuck you're gonna be doing for the majority of your life. And that's and I love working, fucking love it. I'm addicted like to it, right? Yeah, completely. love it. I'm like I let's fucking go. To it. There's some things that I don't like. I don't like being on like multiple zooms all day because it burns me out. But it's part of the game, and I've worked very hard to get myself to a place where I can like have some people do some shit and look at it from afar and point at it and be like, okay, let's fix this stuff. But I'm working for you know. I've been working incredibly hard for since I've, for like 20 years. I've been working very hard. Before then, I was like, "Cheers to that!" Right? And yeah. and it, and it, and it, and it's you know. And also, the other part of it is like, for me, I nothing personally, nothing has come easy. There's never been a thing where I've like hit a lick and been like, "I'm up." Like it's just been a fucking grind, you know. Like it's just like nonstop, right? I mean, it, it's really mm-hmm. it's something, but. The idea is that if you work this hard for a very, if you if you if you just nose against the grindstone for a long enough time, and you just turn put your blinders on and keep chipping away, one day it pays off. It's going to pay sure. off, and it's going to look like an overnight success. And people don't see all the hours that you put in, and they're like, "Oh, this guy got successful overnight," or yeah. this dude like he got lucky. From? Exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. like, "Dude, I've been doing this shit every single day yeah. for." 12 to 16 hour days every single day for the last 10 years yeah you know plus that for the last 15 years yeah. you know yeah and it's like yeah dude i've been putting in the work yeah that's why we're at where we're at you know yeah i mean and what I, else are you gonna do i don't know i don't know what else i would do. i don't have i don't know i don't know jerk off all day maybe jerk off all day play i mean that's the thing too is and then, and then you're like <laughs> dating someone 
and they're like complaining. They're like, you work too much. I'm like, well, dude, number one ever, dude. That's the number one. What do you work so much? I'm like, wait a minute. What about the guy you dated that plays Call of Duty and smokes weed all day? Is that what you want? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you're you like that guy, or do you want this guy? There's no in between guy. Yeah, (laughs) going into relationships is always like, hey, listen, like I work a lot. Like I'm not just telling you that I work a lot to tell you that I work a lot. Like yeah, I yeah. Work. No, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Like I, I understand Yeah. when it comes. Yeah. Why are you working so much? Yeah. It's, it's an addiction for sure. Oh, I think so. I'm completely. It's an addiction. 100% full workaholic. I recently also went sober. Yeah. Oh, uh, no shit. Yeah. I've been sober for nine months. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. And it's been okay. crazy. I've been like before that, like I was smoking weed every single day for 16 years, you yeah. know, like yeah. wake up, hit the bong, get to the car, hit wake the bong, and wake and bake all day, come to the studio, hit the bong. Yeah. I'm about to paint, hit the bong, but wouldn't not you, high anymore, hit the bong. Wouldn't you burn out in the middle of the day sometimes? No, I think I was just, you also, just kept going. Yeah. I think oh. my energy also is like super, okay, super high, you yeah. know? So I don't know. It just worked for me. Yeah. But then, like, I think we were talking about earlier, like, your body just hits this wall. Yeah. It's just telling you, like, dude, you got to. I was going too hard. I was, like, working close to 18-hour days every single day, Monday through Sunday. Wake up, hit the bong, ch- chug a yerbs, do it, do it again. Like, had four yerba matas a day, you know, like you're working every single second. Yeah. And then your body's just like, dude, you got to chill out. You got to chill out. So I had, like, this crazy kind of realization where i was like dude i'm gonna die if i like keep going at this rate especially yeah. how strong weed is now this shit will, will oh kill exactly you. dude that <laughs> yeah. shit's on a different that level dude. fucking murky designer weed <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. The fuck you call it nowadays yeah. no it's crazy so the soberness has leveled me out a lot so yeah. I, I just drink water now so it's just only water shout out water I know, by I the know way you're a big water fan big water guy <laughs> big shout water out, guy yeah i listen shout out water i talk about Listen, I got a I got a Perrier sponsor now. You do? Yeah, look, he's got the the little fridge. Oh shit! Shout out Perrier! Shout out Perrier for sponsoring the boy. Smart yeah. move, Perrier. You're Smart lucky to have move. them. Smart move. Are they sending you cases? Or the they bubbly? send me fat cases. Do we have? Is there a cold one in there? Yeah, you need one. Cat, can you break me off a Perrier? I would love a sparkly little bubbly French water right Please. now. Please. They got in the my little gullet. fancy fridge too. You see that? Shout out that little fridge. That's a see. Okay. We get these little we get these little fridges sent over from sponsors, and it's like like there was one in my office recently. It was like one of the energy drinks, and I was like, guys, I don't want this in here. Get this the fuck out of here. It's just like a big ugly thing. That's sick. That's, that looks that's cool. Kind of sick. <laughs> I, want, I want that. I, I love that. It's, it's all a, it's all green. Yeah, you know, it's like super all crazy. Yeah, it looks it like looks, an alien spaceship. Maybe it's very cool. I like the Perrier. The Perrier ones. Oh, cheers! Cheers to Perrier. Yeah. Shout out Perrier. Good little cross promotion of PTA. Yeah, for real little bit of cross promotion yeah we're working with them we're going to be doing more more things together they they like what we do out here at Tlaloc and they're like yeah let's hook you up with some some water cheers to Perrier cheers to water listen everybody out there listening so I give you a heads up however much water you're drinking it's not enough when did you get those numbers up did you get up to like what are you you're having a couple glasses a day need you double that to start this week Need you need you to get I need you to have your eyes on a gallon a day. Your skin starts looking all nice. You Come know, on, you feel man. I'm fresh. I look way younger than I am. And I'm pretty sure. And I just started wearing sunscreen a few months ago. So I've, you know, I think it's because of my I'm guessing it's my water intake because I put every terrible thing you can in your body. You know what I mean? So like it's not like I've I'm, my body is not a temple. I mean, my body is a temple, but like one of the Indian ones full of rats. You know what I mean? And I flush them all out with water. Water. Shout out to Perrier. Water. Water. Shout out to to Water and shout out to Magic Mind. 
<laughs> goes with the water. Um, what were we talking about before? Uh, we were talking about hard work. Hard work. Hard work. Hard, hard work pays off. Hard work. About hard I work. mean, the thing is, and I, I'm going to say this. I have been and I was at times in my life a complete piece of shit. So I was, you were working since you were a kid, but I had periods in my life where I could not put it together. And I remember I just made this decision. I was like, I need to become a workaholic. Like I wanted to become one. I was like, I have too many things I want to do. And the only way for me to do all these fucking things is to become a psycho at working. And I've gone through variations where it's like, it hasn't always been good. There's been times when doing my job, I've been in jobs that like, I had a job, I had a clothing company many, many, many years ago. And we li- we worked in a factory and I was partnered with the factory. It was in Com- the Compton Gardena area. And I lived in a silkscreen facility. Like I, there was a, there was a, a little bird's nest uh, office upstairs and downstairs was all the, all the chemicals and shit. And I fucking lived in that thing. And I swear to God, there were friends of mine. Didn't, people did not see me for a year because I was obsessed. I was just like, I was just tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. And like, cause I got hyper-focused so sick. and I had to I do it. That. Right. I had I to, and I was like, so I was much. in there like designing buttons. Like I was, I lost my mind cause I wanted to make everything amazing. And I learned a lot. I learned that sometimes you can work, you can over-design. I learned a lot of lessons there. Yeah. I did a lot of shit wrong, but I also realized that I had the capacity to fucking grind. And ever since then, you know, I haven't, I haven't looked back. Um, because once I started working for myself, I had a job before then for someone else. And once I left, I started working for myself. And ever since then, I've never had a job. I've only created my own companies or worked freelance or done a conjunction of both because fuck fuck that. You know why I don't, you know why I do this? Because I don't ever, I, I hate typing resumes and I just don't want to, I hate it. My resume says I've been working since 1995. I was born in 1991. (laughs) That's his resume. That's it. That's one sentence. That should be your bio. <laughs> nah, Dude, for real though. Artist bio. So, so you went to you went to Berkeley. I went to Berkeley, but before I went to Berkeley, I went to Santa Monica. Shout out Santa Monica. Shout out, shout out another, shout another out SMC. SMC boy right here. SMC high school dropout to the SMC pipeline. I ended up at UCLA Film. There you go. Then I dropped out. Dude, SMC is the best SMC school in the, the world. Yo, shout out to my writing teacher in SMC. His name was John. Can't remember his last name. But I will say, shout out to that fool. I want to say, God, what's his last name? He was sick because he's one of the first people that like, because I was such a fucking juvenile delinquent shithead. And I started writing in this class and he took, he took an interest in me and told me, I see what you're doing here. And he fucking pushed me to write. And, and then, I, then I hyper-focused on writing and I wrote, I wrote a couple novels, but I, but I got scared and I hid them. Wow. I'm going to bust them out. I'm going to, I'm going to bust them, I'm gonna dust them off bust one day. Them. Yeah, yeah. They're, ni- they're 90s. Uh, L.A. Graffiti crime period piece like wow. pulpy little like wow wow yeah they're kind of they, they need work anyways no the I professors digress. at SMC are next level top notch like right. everyone they're there because they want to teach you know they're yes. not there to get a paycheck like they're there because they want they want to be there uh, last year recently I got asked by the chairman of the art department in Santa Monica to teach at Santa Monica they asked me to go teach there but um, I've just been too busy I kind of like doing stuff and like having exhibitions yeah. and I didn't have, I couldn't find the time to devote myself to be a professor because I would, I know I would just go all in and right. I wouldn't, I would like stop painting and yeah. I would just be, become a professor. Yeah. But it's not time. This is it's not, not the time, time for you. It's no. not the time. No, you're but in, you're SMC is always there. You know, yeah. I always go there. But, Shout out SMC. But they taught me so much. Like 
they taught me all this, the skill stuff. The like, art pro- I was in the art program there too at SMC. It's not bad. It's great. I learned a lot. Even of shit like there. now, there's a couple of professors like Mark Trujillo who mm-hmm. works there. He's like, that guy's beast, dude. Yeah. That guy's like the best. Damn. And there's a, there's a, the chairman who passed away. His name's Ron Davis. Mm-hmm. That guy had his finger on everything, and mm-hmm. that guy like was wicked smart and kind of had photo- photographic memory and yeah. like cared about the students. And he actually put me up, dude. He like really really got me there you know took an interest in yeah you. yeah a lot of the professors took an interest in me and the same thing where like the professor was like yo if you if you don't do this you, you're cheating yourself out of your talent you know yeah. you got to keep doing this yeah and i was like well tell my dad that you know yeah 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 <laughs> yeah let's tell my fucking dad that. well that's a scary prospect like your 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 folks are like they can't see this they're like what you want to fucking draw a porky pig you gotta get to work <laughs> boy like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> there's work to do that's the, We're funnest, up at that's the funnest part it's so funny it's so funny but no yeah, yeah and then like i would like you were saying where you got like super focused like i would lock i locked myself in my room for a whole year yeah and i would do a time in time out so i had to work at least 10 hours a day yeah so if i stepped outside the restroom i'll clock out if i came no. back i have to clock you're fucking lying for a no. whole year no and my dad was like my dad and this was when i was like 20 no i'm 32 now and so he was like, told my brother, like, yo, what is your brother on? Like, <laughs> what is he, what drugs is he doing? He's like, no, nah, he's not doing anything. You had, the, actually, you had the time card machine in your bedroom. You're all up, 10 minute break, smoke break. No, for real. That's I fucking did. hard. For That's a whole crazy. Year. And I like taught myself how to draw with the help of the professors at Santa Monica College. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I just kind of went all in. I took my, my assignments too seriously. And I just kind of went up and my, the professors were like whoa look at this guy like, this yeah. guy's really trying Shit. and so when i went to uc berkeley i went to school with a bunch of rich kids yeah who were like 18 19 20 year olds yeah, 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 yeah. who like didn't know the meaning of fucking work yeah like you know they wouldn't know work if it bit them in the fucking yeah. ass you know yeah. so i took all the awards i got a 4.0 yeah i, I got honors degrees they're resentful like, they're like, like no they were having me up they were they were, they were, they were supportive, they were they were supportive. supportive. <laughs> yeah but i would just work so much i mean like I, I, I worked everyone in that school. Fuck. Like, I was, I was living at the art department, like literally living at the art department, and I was just learning how to paint, learning, and I was taking art history at the same time too. So I was like learning both sides of the game, you know. Wow. And, and with like the business mentality, when I got out, like I opened up a gallery in 2016 called Sola Art Gallery in South Central. Yeah. But that kind of went to shit because I didn't have the right connections. Yeah. I, wasn't really tapped in like I am now. And, but I was showing, I gave like a lot of like the artists who are coming up right now, like their first exhibits. Like I gave Jaime Munoz his first show out of, out of UCLA. I gave like Alfonso Gonzalez Jr. One of his first exhibits. Like I gave Elmer Guevara one of his first exhibits out Mm. of college. I gave like Sharif Frog, like one of his first exhibits out of, out of college as well. And those were all my friends. Like I grew up with all those people. Yeah. So it was just easy to be connected with them and be like, Hey, I have a gallery now, like, let's show you. Amazing. But now you can't even get none of those works. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But I was showing them where people didn't even. Yeah. I didn't sell a single painting at that gallery. Right. Like, I tried so hard to, you know, level up and, like, couldn't do it. You yeah. Know? Now it's a whole different story. Like, now yeah. we're, we're moving works, you know. We're yeah, pushing yeah, them out. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so gentrification happened again. And they slit the rug under me. I had to leave the the gallery and I was left with nothing. And during that time I was like, well, 
I don't think it's like my my thing to be an artist. You know, I think I just have to like work for somebody now. So right. I got a job at Disney doing scenic painting for oh, four and shit. a half years no way yeah so i was grinding. oh shit okay i was grinding hard at disney oh and that's I, okay that's that, now this room is even another layer on this room crazy mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy yeah so I, I got to work on the star wars land whatever they have there at disney and then i worked on the avengers whatever campus before, campus yeah, yeah, yeah and I, I i led that team the avengers campus team like I put in so much work while I was working at Disney that the Imagineers were like, who the fuck's this kid? Yeah. Fucking coming here, fucking everything up. But like in a good way. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like he's like, what? He's super fast, super good. And I was just hyper-focused too because I was really upset about not being able to survive in the art world. Yeah. That when I was there, I was just like, you know what? Fuck my life. Like I'm right. just going to fucking paint really good here and like show myself off. Yeah. And the Imagineers saw me and they gave me like a lead position a charge position and then i was running a whole a whole operation who, they, who the fuck are the imagineers it's like a <laughs> little, little white men this big walking yeah. around in clothes you know? matching outfits they just they exactly. have special powers they're like yeah they don't even talk the to imagine- you <laughs> I just look at they you. just move you to they move you up they're like you're now in charge no, of the whole world is so funny dude it's yeah, so funny the disney right? world's crazy right it's so crazy disney adults like the whole yeah. the whole disney thing is uh, boggles my mind and being there at night when there's nobody there and like it's crazy the, and the whole like s- s- hidden stuff on like paintings it's all, all real like, oh, they right. tell me like hey can you put a hidden mickey right here can you put a hidden that right but also like the people who work there are like construction workers who are basically like america's most wanted you know you go into in the morning and it's all these like delinquents fucking felons who are like oh, working. Really? yeah like work like the people who actually like build, carnies like, like the structures and things yeah, yeah, like yeah. that yeah and like the cement guys the, yeah the, the metal worker guys yeah they're all crazy you know yeah, yeah so yeah. they're all fucking drawing dicks on concrete <laughs> and like, <doing> the <laughs> like the porta potties are the craziest things there really yeah like you go inside of them it's like the most racist things you ever heard oh, yeah. like the funniest drawings on yeah, there yeah. it's like a whole whole thing in the porta potties you, you hear know? wild like, shit i I've, I've done time i've, I've done, spent time being on construction crews and I would, I would I would hear shit out there. What? No, yeah, <laughs> you hear some crazy shit. things out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, but I learned a lot at Disney too. Like I, they taught me a lot of different skills and a lot of the things that I've learned. Like these like crazy texture stuff that's like not brittle at all. Oh, yeah. Like I learned that through kind of being there and like creating my own formulas and things like that and like c- creating things and construction things and making like whole worlds. Like I kind of like took a lot of those skills from working that's at really fucking cool and i was there for four and a half years like and when i was working at the star wars like land i worked for 72 days monday through sunday 14 and 12 hour days so like no break it was like a and i had to drive all the way to anaheim you know <laughs> and on top of that i was i was uh i had a studio space here but this wasn't my space yet right so it was it still belonged to the different folk Mm-hmm. And I had the studio that was next door over here, and I still like got back here and managed to work four more hours. So, <laughs> so, oh my god! So I work at Disney and then come over here because I really wanted it. Like yeah. I was just like, "Fuck, I'm not gonna let this fucking go," you know? Like I just couldn't let it go. Yeah. And during that time, I was seeing a lot of my friends gain success. Yeah. And that kind of just pushed me more. I was like, "Fuck, yeah. fuck, yeah. fuck!" Yeah. Looking at my friends like gaining different success, and I was like, "Well, why isn't that me?" like you're not trying hard enough or things are not going right for you yeah and and yeah so i just have to push myself a little bit more you know 
That's um damn, that's crazy. It's really I mean, doing four years as a scenic is kind of sick as an artist. Like, because it just gives you this, like, real blue-collar skill set of painting. Uh-huh. Right? Like, really, you know, scale all that Yeah, you shit, can paint right? whatever. You can paint anything, yeah, anything. basically. I mean, and before as, that, I was telling as we're you. Seeing. And before that, like, I was telling you, I, I, after college, I got picked up by this patron who made me. Or he didn't make me. He hired me to paint portraits. Okay. So he was a really wealthy guy. And he was a big fan of Mooses and Franks. You like Mooses and Franks? Yeah, yeah of course. Place is the best. It's dude. the best. <laughs> that place is the best. Those wait- the waiters have been there literally for 46 exactly. years each. So yeah. that's that's where I'm heading at. So yeah. this guy has been going to that restaurant for those years. The patron, he passed away already, but he was 74 yeah. when, when he was commissioning me these works. And I painted 40, 44 portraits of all the waiters at Mooses and Franks. What? So all those waiters... I got to like chill out before a lot of them passed away already yeah yeah, so yeah. there was a lot of them like the main ones have been there for a really long time yeah it was crazy because when i was painting their portraits it was really weird because i would go sit down with them have a drink with them like take photographs of them learn stories from them like they have the wildest stories you know because oh, they've been there for so long. Oh, even yeah. before that like stories in mexico and like stories when they were young and, oh like, yeah things like that yeah they're all like really amazing individuals yeah and so I got to paint them and then show them the painting, but afterwards they would pass away. Right. So it was this weird thing where I would like paint them and then they would die. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, They're like a don't movie. let them paint you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. No, no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, not all of them passed away, but a lot of them did pass away, you know? Uh, and including sure. my patron who I painted his portrait and then Where did all he, those portraits live? Uh, so they were so I made four portraits for each person. So each person got four portraits so really? one of them belonged to the patron um the other one belonged to the person yeah and then the other one belonged to the family and then the other one belonged to musos holy shit so i so i did that for a whole like almost like two years what yeah that is right after crazy like, right after college that like, is crazy i was just it was pretty fun i was just getting like fat checks and like painting portraits what yeah. It's like it's like your jobs have been like you you've taken jobs that have been just furthered your education as a as an artist. Like you're in like yo, being forced not forced, painting if you had to paint forty was it forty people or forty portraits? It was total? forty it was forty four portraits. Forty okay. Painting forty four portraits over two years is like you just you can there is no replacement for that much. And all repetition. that time like I was still like working in my on my paintings the entire time like i've never stopped working on my that's paintings crazy. the entire wow. time that's so cool like there's some certain like thing that i like depression that i get when i don't work on my own stuff you yeah, know? yeah yeah so i have to even if i do it for one hour or 30 seconds or 30 minutes i have to do it every day yeah if not i feel like that's like another person, thing that, you know? that people also this is something that you people should understand people are learning trying to do stuff with their lives or whatever the fuck you're doing or you're trying to get out and strike out into a new path even though this man would work 10 hours a day and clock in and and, 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 and give himself and also demote himself for taking uh, too long of a break and, and then fire himself and then rehire himself, even though that, that his, is how he did his thing, I'm going to say something that if you give something 
a couple hours a week sometimes if that's all you have to give it it does push it forward like it does push it like i have multiple projects and there's a there's a project i've been working on and i have a partner and we're working on this writing project and we would just sometimes it's like two three hours a week sometimes and somehow the shit got done because the time passes no matter what and don't get in your head oh if i don't if i don't work five hours it's not worth it no 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 any any little bit of work on these things like you said 30 minutes 30 seconds because what's happening is that when you work on it right Let's say, you're, let's say it's a painting or some shit, right? You, you chip away at the painting and then you put it away and you go back to your other shit. Well, your brain somewhere in the back is, is processing and it's still connected to that thing and it's figuring out what to do next subconsciously, I believe. I can't prove this in court. This is what I think is happening. So when you come back to it, you're working stuff out because a lot of painting and like for me, painting and all these things, it's like you, it's really working out what the fuck's happening, right? Like you got to have a plan, I think. You obviously had a plan with Goku. That's Actually, it. I kind of didn't. You didn't? Okay. I see, of, I, see, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It was kind of like, I came in with like this base kind of, and I was working on these pattern paintings or whatever you want to call them, right. portals. Right. And I already had one sketched out for him, like for this piece of canvas. I already had it laid down and I was like, oh yeah, that's what's going to happen. And then I took a trip to Mexico City the beginning of the year. I, I showed out there for uh, Feria Material and I went to this place and bought these posters. Mm. These like Goku, like super bootleg posters. Oh, yeah. Like ugly vinyl. Yeah. Like really chafa, really like cheap posters. And like I just put them up just because I was like put them on my wall just because I was excited about them. And then I went over and like thought about it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to paint this guy here. And I asked Isaac, I asked Sick Kid, hey, you think this is a shitty idea if I like painted this yeah. right here? He's like, fuck no. No, but you know what he's going to say. <laughs> he's, <laughs> like, fuck, he's like, fuck no, that's sick. I was like, you're right. That's going to be fucking sick. So I just started painting him and I, and I don't regret it. Well, yeah, what I, what I meant to say is like in painting him, like you have to have a structure and a plan to paint him. You can't just. Oh yeah. I mean, you're not just going and just start fucking. You know, you have oh, to. Oh no, yeah, yeah, sketch him out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like all this compositional stuff. Like I'm sure some of it happened by accident, but a lot of the big parts, you got to think about it, right? You got to go into it and be like, okay, there's gonna be a chunk of time here. Here's yeah, the center yeah, focus. Here's yeah. a foreground. So you know, some, and I, some of it comes in like more spontaneous, like yeah, that like these paintings were just like there's some stuff like that painting where I am like, oh yeah, I'm gonna lay down the bonito swap meet from MacArthur Park on top. Right. And then I'm gonna lay down this Looney Tunes background, and yeah. Then, and then there's a little stuff, a lot of stuff that's still gonna go around these edges, yeah. And then I thought about it that way, but with these, I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna start off with this Bugs Bunny. All right, yeah. What goes next? All right, I'm gonna do this. All right, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do this, and just kind of like switch it over a little bit, um, and not really think about it as much. And that's what like the looseness and the fun comes in, you know, not being too serious with it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that I learned too is like not to lose the fun. Yes. Then why even do it? You know. That's that's another thing is that like I, why even paint if you're not even having fun? You're like working for somebody. You're like end up working for somebody else again. Yeah. You know. You're like well now I'm like I'm just fulfilling the needs of the collector, fulfilling the needs of right. like somebody else. Making sure it matches their couch and their fucking exactly. Rug. Yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I like no, that. No. You ever see that thing? Uh, it's like a list of attributes to being a successful artist. It's kind of like snarky. It's like paint big, do the color. Oh, yes. I've seen that. Yeah, you yeah, seen that? Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. so cool because it's like, you know, that is part of the game, but also it's like sometimes fuck that. And if you, if you do I mean, your own thing. It's true. If you paint flowers all day, you might sell you some flowers. You might sell some shit. Yeah. Might sell um, some flowers. But that's the thing. That's what, that's what's great about Goku is like, 
you're not doing this because you think people are going to think you're hard for painting Goku. You're painting this because you really love painting Goku, right? Like yeah, yeah. Right? Like I think the first a, painting I ever made when I was eight years old was a was a, a painting of Goku. Right. Which I'm just like going back to. Yeah. To what to I your know. Roots. Back to what I know. You know. Um, and other things are fun and all, but did you I'll go back a, to them too? Did you ever have a graffiti era? Here's the thing with the Patreon guys. This is, yeah, this, this is the thing. This is the thing. Um, it's five dollars a month, so I don't know. It's what, nothing. Five bucks. It's a month? five dollars. Do you know, like, $5? Like, this guy works all the time. I'm working all the time. $5 to me is, like, as a person that is is keeping an eye on his finances, I really don't give a shit about $5 a month. You can't even buy anything with $5 You can't anymore. buy it. There's nothing you can buy. But except you can, the Patreon. Oh, except for pure joy and happiness and secrets of of the art world. Secrets, what you, hidden secrets. Hidden secrets of the art world. Deep insider fucking first look at a master. At his at the sketches, he's showing. He's letting us. He's I'm letting le- us I'm broadcast the sketches. You know, I don't normally don't let anybody do that. You know? No, no, Dick. I, only we're privileged. Only for you. Appreciate you, you Ozzy. Appreciate. Yeah, you. this is very exclusive. So join the Patreon. A lot of great things happening, and more wonderful things will start happening on the Patreon when we get more people. Remember, a bunch of ants come together, and they lift a breadcrumb and they take it to their place. And one ant can't lift the breadcrumb. So think about that five dollars. You're all a bunch of ants, and you're creating this breadcrumb, which is going to keep the lights on in Jason's house because I don't need it. I don't need the five dollars, but I got to pay Jason because someone's got to make something out of this whole thing, right? It's been three years, guys. Get it, the, get it the fuck together. Five fucking dollars. What are you talking about? Oh, I got to bring Maddie back. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck Maddie too, right? No, I Maddie. I <laughs> shout out Maddie. Shout out Maddie. Lovely, lovely Maddie, and it's a lovely family. Love Maddie. Um, well, I think I think listen, he's got visitors. There's a studio visit happening. Some people from some art fair. You may or may not know about. I'm not going to say what it is. Who knows? Maybe they're not from an art firm. Maybe they're from who the fuck knows where they're from. But they're here to visit the man. And you know, I'm I'm guessing, I'm guessing they're going to be excited as I am about this. And if they're not, they're fucking retarded. So let's go. Let's figure it out. Join the Patreon. I think we're going to wrap this up. Yeah, I think we got there. This has been a a pleasure. Shout out everyone at the Look Studios. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Everyone. 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 Shout out everyone here. Paul Flores. Yep. Andre Aragon. Sick kid. Shout sick out kid. Sick Kid. Always shout out Sick Kid. We were hoping he'd make a cameo. He's in the background somewhere. Love shout sick out kid. Devin Reynolds. Shout out Devin Reynolds, the boy. Shout out the fishing trip. Oh, yeah. That's happening. Shout out the, the tales that will come out of that if we make it back. Because I'm actually a little I'm actually scared to go into the middle. I'm not gonna I'm scared to go in the middle of the ocean. Because anything can happen. There could be a mutiny. We could all start fighting. Someone could get pitched overboard. There could be a, a, a strange disease. I hope someone starts fighting. That'd be sick. That'd be fucking cool. Throw That'd them out cool. the fucking boat. Yeah, just a, <laughs> just a royal rumble on the boat. We could put sick. we could put the that interview on Patreon too. Put that on Patreon. Put yeah. that on Patreon. Yep, everything's gonna be on Patreon. And we're not gonna we're gonna start. I might put the whole thing on Patreon in a minute. You motherfuckers don't start acting right. It shouldn't be free. Yeah, let's just put this one on Patreon. Let's put the whole thing on Patreon. <laughs> Shh, give me a break. Five dollars. <laughs>